Hi everyone, this is Simon Snowder. Welcome to my podcast series. I am going to invite thought leaders where we can all benefit from their knowledge. This is in addition of the masterclass series and the content that I share on my website and social media channels. Powered by Radical Thinking. Hello everyone, my name is Simon Snowder and this is a new podcast and I have with you today a special guest. Her name is Sonia Sarknoon. She is the founder of Casa Consultancy. Sonia, welcome. Thank you, Simon. I love your energy. <laughs> yes, it's early morning, but... And thank you for saying my name properly <laughs> and the company name properly. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I was excited to be here because I have to say it is my first podcast. And I think nowadays it's important to be, you know, on the social media. It's everything is now, you know, media. So happy to be here and uh, let's do this. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here and um, I just want to know more about you. Um, so tell me more about yourself and how did you end up here in Dubai? Where are you from? So basically, uh, I'm from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not guess that. <laughs> you do that. Uh, I'm from east of France next to Switzerland. Okay. So basically when people tell me, oh, Dubai, I'm like, you know, my neighbors were cows, sheep, horses, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the forest. So very nature. And um, yeah, so I moved to Paris when I was 21. I think I was already into going to bigger place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you feel like you want more or more action. I'm, I'm not really sure at that time, to be honest, you're so young. So I, I worked there a couple of years. And uh, fair enough, my story about Dubai is I was not planning to be here. Yeah probably like most of us, but I was supposed to go to New York, actually, to do a business school because I was working in real estate in Paris and I realized we were having a lot of guests, not guests, sorry, clients from Mm -hmm. abroad who wanted to buy properties in Paris. And you know, French and English, (laughs) we don't know how to speak English, zero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember we used to have this client coming in in the agency and nobody was speaking English. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna add a value to myself and this value is going to be English. And I'm going to be working with rich clients to buy, you know, beautiful properties in South of France. So this was a plan. So I'm like, okay, let me go to, to New York, do this business school for eight months, come back to Paris, etc. And I was a bit worried to go directly to New York, uh, not speaking English, mm-hmm. you know. And my friend was living in Dubai. So nobody knew much about Dubai back then. It was 2005, 2006. And I came here. And I said, okay, and then she's like, why don't you stay, you know? I don't know, I said, okay, I'm going to stay here for a month. I got between my, my student visa to go to New York. I paid my deposit to the school. Uh, I think it was $3,000 at the time, etc. So I'm like, okay, go back to France, take myself and go to New York. What was the plan. I never left <laughs> and I never been to New York actually. <laughs> this is a story. Yeah. So 16 years later, I'm here in Dubai. Wow. Yes. So I feel sometimes like you have to create things, but you're not in control of the, of, of the ends. Uh, yeah, so we say, you know, I used to say, help yourself and the sky will help you. 
like you create things, but I think you're not in control at the end of the result. Yeah. So maybe the platform was to leave, but not exactly where I thought. I think so as well, because, because you wanted to leave, you made the action and yeah. you wanted to maybe explore new avenues. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, New York, Dubai. I'm not sure that Dubai was the best place to learn English though. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, my, like, you know, it's broken English here, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. And now 15, 16 years later, you're, you're still years. here? Yes, I'm still here. I think probably I told myself so many times, oh, next year I'm leaving, it's enough. Mm -hmm. But you're in this dynamic and you're, you're here, you know? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a common story that I hear often that people come here, including myself. I never thought that I would be, you know, almost 10 years. And a lot of people say, let me try it out. Let me see for a couple of years. And then circumstances yeah. create that you can settle here for a yeah. lot, long time. And I remember time. our friends at the time would be like, oh, no, nobody's stable here. Yeah. Even ourselves, even relationship. Yeah. We say, oh, no, I don't get involved. Everybody's here for a short time. But look, we are all, as you said, we're all here later on. We all meet. I mean, I know so many of my friends, myself included. Mm -hmm. We meet our partner here. We start building family here, you know? Yeah. Uh, of course, the question is always what next? Because yeah. it's always there because we never have the citizenship. So it was wonder afterwards what I'm going to do, Yeah. you know? But uh, the country is also getting open to... We used to say in the past, you don't see old people in Dubai. <laughs> you don't see old people because... But now you, can, you start seeing yeah. older, older generation. Uh, yeah, and the country is opening more to different type of visa for you to stay longer. So. True, true. And uh, Sonia, what, what are you doing now? Like, and how was your journey towards getting towards your so, own agency? I, so I, I opened my company, Casa Consultancy, mm -hmm. uh, almost three years now. Time flies. Yeah. It's my baby COVID, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I lost my job and I opened my company mm -hmm. during COVID time. Yeah, 2020. So basically, uh, the journey is quite interesting because my background is, is hospitality. Mm -hmm. I used to work for MR Hospitality Group. Okay. So, you know, we used to say the joke, but who is MR? Because you see the branding everywhere. Yeah. Um, so totally by chance, I started my career with MR. I, I didn't know the brand. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I started with the old town when nothing, Burj Khalifa was half. Mm -hmm. The Dubai world didn't exist. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I remember we used to, I used to sell a dream because I didn't understand the concept myself, mm -hmm. you know? So I was working uh, with a group in Southern Marketing for a couple of years. Then I stayed in the industry of hospitality, but on the other side, and I became a supplier. So I worked with different companies like Nespresso and more independent companies. And I started to travel in the region. This is where I started to do projects in Qatar, uh, traveling to Kuwait, etc. Um, and I think as a continuity, I realized how manufacturers was having, were having challenges to understand the Middle East market, uh, not only in projects, but also in the culture. You don't do business here that you will do sometimes in your home country. So actually, I, I had this concept 10 years ago. Uh, the, my business card is the same that I, I, did, I created one 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I paid, you know how you call this one, to have the, the email address. 
uh, and the website, yeah. but I never did it. And you, you learn that it's never the right time to start your business, it's never the right time. So I was like, okay, if I didn't do it 10 years ago when the business was kind of good, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it now, even though it's COVID and we don't know, it's, well, we didn't know much what it was at the time. So yes, yeah, so I work now with manufacturers who wants to um, implement their brand and product in the Middle East mm -hmm. and basically uh, enter to this market. Yes, so, and, and is there a lot of interest right now from, yes. uh, from global companies? 100%. Uh, UAE, for sure, uh, and the Middle East in general, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so many projects, so, many, so much is going on. So even though I started the, the concept in hospitality sector because it's what I knew, now I work with, uh, with product um, in cosmetic, food and beverage, yeah. clothing. Any brand who wants to come into the Middle East, I'm helping them to get the first steps. And definitely the eyes are also in Saudi Arabia. So I've been actually myself the first time to Riyadh. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But Dubai stays the platform. So it's important to have a presence here, no matter. So Sonia, I'm wondering, because you have your core uh, clients are manufacturing companies, but what if, uh, for example, uh, a makeup company or another type of company wants to enter the market? Is it fundamentally different for them to enter the market than a manufacturing co company? Or is the process more or less the same? Uh, um, it, is, it is the same. I think for me, the most important is to understand who is your audience. Yeah. Who is your client? Is it B2B? Is it B2C? Do you want your product in, a, in retail stores? Do you want your product selling in hotels? Is it the mass? Is it niche? And from the moment you understand that, then you just position yourself. So I would say that, again, it can be also a service mm -hmm. uh, because nowadays it's all about, you know, green technology, new technology. Uh, so even I work with companies who sell a service and they just don't know how to, to do it here, who they should talk to, mm -hmm. uh, if you sell a device or I don't know, whatever idea you might have. So I basically use my knowledge, of course, and I think the key is also the network, mm -hmm. you know, having a network helps you to get the first answers, yeah. you know, who's in charge, who you should talk to. You know, the Middle East, uh, in terms of organization here, it's so many people involved comparing to, I give this very basic example, but if you're a furniture uh, factory yeah. in, in Spain and you sell your product in Spain, in France, or even in the US, uh, you target, you say, I want to sell my furniture in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You might have to convince two persons. The chef, because usually, you know, he's in the conceptualization uh, process, and maybe he's investor. Here, it's all part of groups, holding companies. Uh, so you need to really understand who, who, who you should talk to, who, who's in charge. Yes. And I think the, 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 the problem is to come here thinking, okay, I'm talking to this manager, he will tell me no. You really need to understand the, the internal processes. And you know, it's, we say Starbucks is part of Al Shaya. If you say a uh, number of restaurants are part of MR or, so you really need to understand, uh, you can't just randomly go and say, I'm selling my product, no. Registration, you need to register your products. You need to understand about uh, uh, the listings. It, it needs money, actually. Mm -hmm. 
to be here. If you don't have this space of investment, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, it's, it's, I think these are good learning steps for, for companies to know before they want to think about even entering the market. Exactly. Um, I, I have seen so many examples where they're like, no, but we do it like this in our home country or we do it like this in our markets. Exactly. So we, we're not flexible. We want to do it like that in the Middle East as well. Uh, or companies coming here just thinking they will only make fast money. It's raining gold. We know that, yeah. right? <laughs> it's raining gold here. Yes. And for me, my process is also to really educating. And I actually do, I spend a lot of time working with the clients sometimes on the packaging, yeah. the sizing. Uh, it's not the same here. For example, I had uh, this, uh, this, this client where into premium water mm -hmm. and they thought from, from, from Nordic countries and they thought like, oh, the small bottle will be 250 millimeters and the big bottle will be 500 millimeters in a cafe restaurant. I'm like, no, here the small bottle is 500 millimeter yeah. And then it's 750 to one liter because we don't drink water the same way than you drink water in Europe. Yeah. And just that as a base, if you start getting into the market but you don't know this, you're wasting your time. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, I see, and, and because it's also, the weather is different here and people need to drink more water. And look, we go in restaurant, we have 10 people, yeah. big families, yeah. friends gathering. It's not the same concept or so as Europe where you know, you go two or three people, like, mm -hmm. uh, and as you said, we drink, we just drink water differently. Yeah. Yeah. And and who do you, who did you learn from, or who did you look up to when you were growing in your journey? Ah, this is a very good question. Um, to 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 get into this to this business, it's really my learn my own learning process because mm -hmm. I've been through this. I said I said to my clients. Whatever you've been through, I've been through it. Mm -hmm. I, I've learned on the ground. I was going on site. I was knocking at doors. So yeah. I know because I've, I was doing it. Mm -hmm. So which is quite different when you are on the top and you didn't do the ground, the ground work. So this is the reason why I know this because I was doing it and I, and I, made, and I made mistakes and I wasted my time also and you know, all these things. So now I'm just accelerating the process for you because I don't want you to make the same mistake. Um, through this journey of, an of being an entrepreneur, and not that I was looking for it at all, it just came just like that. I've been lucky to meet a lot of women entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and I started to be more and more sensitive with women who are creators in terms of women who, cr who created really their brands as products. And again, I don't want to differentiate, but it's a little bit different than when you create a company where your product is a service, if it makes sense. You're in marketing, yeah. you are, I don't know, social media, etc. cetera. Um, but when you really created your own brand of cosmetic, your own brand of food, mm -hmm. uh, your own brand of closing line, I think the investments, I'm not talking only financially, yeah, of creating the factory, getting the loans, etc., brings needs so much courage, correct? Because you, it's such an investment emotionally. Mm -hmm. uh, and I respect that so much. Mm -hmm. And this inspires me and I'm like, wow, respect. Because we see, we don't see much. It's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. But again, it's a man's word. And I see myself 
in the space of, uh, of supply, mostly companies are men-owned companies. So when I see, and again, I've been just because of the journey, huh, mm -hmm. met a woman who created brands, I want to help them a little bit more. And I said, you know what, you can do much more, again, with all the respect for everyone, than to be on a Sunday morning in the flare market. Yeah. You can sell your product to big corporation. You can sell your product in a hotel, uh, have your product in, in the amenities in the room. You can, you know, you, you can do so much more. Do you think women creators are maybe, um, in general, a little bit more humble, a little bit more uh, reserved in, in showing what great solution they have? Yes, yes, because, you know, we, I'm not me, I'm, I feel sometimes I'm not very creative, mm -hmm. but I have the, I'm very business oriented. So sometimes you can be very good in what you create, but you don't know how to sell it. Or you don't have the knowledge, you don't, you don't, you don't think, oh yes, I never thought about me selling my product to, to a hotel group. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it actually. I thought I, would, I can have in my little community, I'm selling my, and it can be, I, I believe it can be anything, even if you do candles. If you create your little things, you can really, like, you know, sometimes in, in hotel groups, you have some gift for kids, you know, when they stay for a little touch, a little gesture that the hotel we give, like if you go to a hotel with your kids, you have something. And I'm like, if you create even a little, um, how do we call this one? Um, I don't know the word in English, uh, a teddy bear yeah. that you do it at home. Why not selling it to a hotel group? Why not? Why yeah. not presenting it? Yeah. They, 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 they need these things. And my motto is like, don't wait for the client to come to you. Go to them, give them ideas. I believe there is, wherever we go is always the same. Mm -hmm. So if you come to a director of FNB, if you go to a general manager, if you go to a housekeeper and say, look, I'm, 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 I'm producing this. I'm thinking it will be amazing in your hotel. Or of course, the question that comes after is production capacity. Mm -hmm because it's a little bit different than, yeah. but if you sign a contract, you say, look, I'm investing the money to produce bigger scale. So this is a little bit what I want to bring to those ladies, the, the possibilities. That's a great input you have. And I think that is much needed because uh, when you have more examples that are successful, then more uh, women will aspire as well to take that route and to be also exactly. a boss uh, all the way from, you know, yeah. building up a company, manufacturing, leading it. Yeah. Um, and I was t speaking with one of the leading banks here with, uh, with, with their senior management about um, ways that they wanted to help entrepreneurs with funding, with loans. Okay. And they were specifically targeting women. And they were telling me that they were facing a problem. The women entrepreneurs in general only wanted to borrow money that they thought was exactly enough. So they did not want to borrow more yeah, than was needed. Yeah. yeah, they were very um, you know, certain about like, that's what I need. While the male entrepreneurs, they said, as much as you can give me. Uh, that was in general the difference. And another thing was that as soon as they did get some money, um, they wanted to pay it back as soon as possible because yeah, yeah, yeah. they saw it they as a cautious, risk. Yeah. yeah, very yeah, cautious, yeah, yeah. very risk averse. Yeah. I think uh, I think women are more, uh, they want to feel safe. 
you know, we, I mean, we can't make any generality. Huh? You, you can have yeah. women who just like to spend on, 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 on shopping more yeah. than they earn. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I think you, we tend to be a little bit more, yes, I don't want to say serious, but, but also, also, unfortunately, banks, and I'm glad to hear that, because we'll tend to, to lend money a little bit less easily to women than men, yeah. unfortunately. Again, mentality change, so, but yeah. it, it, it's a fact. Yeah, and I was seeing a, a post from um, one, one leading lady in the private equity uh, and venture capital world, and she was saying that we need more women in the decision role mm -hmm. so that more funding will come mm -hmm. also to uh, women entrepreneurs. And it all makes sense, right? Yeah. When the decision maker is also able to relate and connect better with the founders, Agreed. then automatically they will be more willing to also invest. Look, men and women have to work together. Like I give this example of the, because I just met them through my journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I was, I never think of it before and it was quite exciting. But again, I work with men all the time yeah. <laughs> and we need, we need you. Yes. <laughs> so we worked all together. Uh, but yes, it's definitely a man's word, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting. I, so actually my first boss yeah. when I was in Paris was a lady and I was 21 and I, you know, we used to, you know, get jobs on newspaper, you know, the offers. So I, I saw this offer of a job in the newspaper and I sent my CV the next day I had an interview mm -hmm. and I'm there never had an interview in my life. And it was this three times divorced lady mm -hmm. and she, was the first model I had as a woman entrepreneur because she was taking an evening class. She has her kids, was taking evening class uh, and she became like a judge in the Chamber of Commerce of Paris. And I was like, and she was a bit, you know, very mm -hmm. eccentric a little bit, mm -hmm. but extremely smart. Mm -hmm. And already I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, she didn't, uh, was not sorry for herself. Mm -hmm. uh, she was telling me the story, and I was super, super impressed. Yeah, very it's, impressed. It's it's good when you see that when you see that confidence, when you see that success uh, from 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 somebody else that you that you work with closely so so early on in your career, and then you you think like, oh, maybe one day I could also yeah. be like that. Yeah, and the interview was not even an interview, and then I started working with her in the suit, you know, and I stayed six years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until I was a bit earlier about my change. Yeah. And what do you think has been your, your biggest challenges in your, in your career or in starting up your own company or while you were working for companies? For me, I think the main challenges or the main, main advice, if I can say, because again, I've been through this, I think it's very important to us as an entrepreneur to understand what it involves. For example, like when you talk about registering your company, uh, understanding everything about your trade licenses. Yeah. You know, I think it's very important to be knowledgeable, to take the time to ask a lot of questions. Uh, but in the same time, I would say it's never the right time. Just do it. <laughs> you know, I had this business already 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I do it today and you expect sometimes to be ready to start, but you're never ready. And we're such in a fast moving mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. that the proposal used to do one year ago, the format has changed. Yeah. Your presentation now is different, you have to do it differently. So you're never ready. 
just do it, go for it, be... And for me, it's all about do not shy away to, to ask for help. Like there is amazing people around us who are knowledgeable in what they do. It can be in, in the banking, it can be, um, I don't know, as you need a lawyer to read your proposal and you ask a friend. Uh, you can have a friend around you who is good in whatever field and someone will say, can you help me with this? Can you help me? And you help, of course, back to whatever you yeah. know. But I think it's how it, you, may I say, don't, don't be shy to really ask for help. I'm, I'm surprised how many people are willing to help if you <laughs> just actually, ask them. Yes, very much, very much. And even ask, uh, I even ask sometimes people I used to work with in the past as being my boss and say, look, I'm doing this at the moment, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, why don't you do this? Why don't, and these ideas, you brainstorm at the end of the day. You take whatever you feel is right for you. But this is something I have learned. Really ask, talk about what you do. Yeah. You know? And do you think that um, there's a misconception that if you ask for help, that you are embarrassing yourself or yeah, that you're making sure. yourself vulnerable? Of course, because you want to show that you're very good in what you do and you know everything. Yeah. It makes you give you this legitimacy to be, uh, you know, we say, um, we say you are a, a specialist, mm -hmm. you're an expert. Yeah. And you should know everything, but we don't know everything. <laughs> we don't, we don't know everything. And I, I get, for example, asked all the time, like, tell me about the stock market. Where's the direction going? I said, to be honest, the more I know, the less I know. <laughs> and nobody can predict correctly anyway about where things go consistently. No. So I feel also in life, when the more you develop your expertise, the more you enrich yourself, the more you also see how many new doors open. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm learning uh, uh, because I'm, I'm good in many things, but one thing is which is not my forte mm -hmm. is definitely computers. <laughs> I'm bad, yeah. <laughs> you know? and I'm learning every day. Mm -hmm. um, and nowadays, all about you know artificial intelligence, and I'm discovering app. I'm like, whoa! For me, it's a lifesaver. Like because again, English is not for me. It's not my main language. Mm -hmm. And of course, I can speak. I can, but you know, you write something, you overthink it. You want to use the right word. You want to look smart. Yeah. You know, in in your text. And you limit yourself and you get you know, frustrated. And now you have so many tools to help you to save time or even to be even better in the way you will write uh, things. So, but it's, it's a bit scary though, yeah. <laughs> the things that are there available. It's, it's good to have tools, but it's still you. Yes, yeah, it's your personality. Yeah. yeah. So when you have a company that is looking, for example, to enter a market, and they speak with three or four different parties, then if they choose for your company, it's yeah. because they met you and they have with you, the, you convince them. Yeah. You make the difference. 100%. But we say, we say, we, we say, we say you work with people you like. Yeah. If you, if you don't connect, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, so this for sure, your personality is there. Your personality is there no matter what, you don't change. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, and it's good to have personality, yes, right? Otherwise, yes. everybody will be the same. It would be boring. Yes, very boring. So what do you think were your 
hardest moments or in terms of like when you were when you were setting up your company uh, did you ever think you want to give up yes because as much as i said earlier that we shouldn't shy away to ask for help mm -hmm. i think it's such it's a very it's a lonely place yeah when you're an entrepreneur it's a lonely place it's you're alone regardless of the support you receive from your family from your friends uh, you're alone so it's very difficult to um, to go through this, making the decision, uh, you want you want to give up because sometimes you you don't you're not getting where you want to be. You you need to be patient, and it's hard because you think of your finances. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of so many things, and you're like, I need to close this deal. And and the problem is that then you don't bring I think the right energy out there because. Misery doesn't attract anybody. Yes, yes, yeah. it makes the things even <laughs> please, worse. Please, 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 stand with me. And it, it, brings, it, it doesn't bring anything positive. Yes, yes, so yes. you have to learn to say, just relax. And I think I've learned also to, that it's okay if I don't do nothing for one day. Yeah. If I don't feel it, it's okay. It's okay to wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to do nothing today. And don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, and then you, you recharge, you, you, exactly. you get positive energy, and then you put it out there. Exactly. And that will help. 100%. So this is sometimes the, most, the main challenge is yourself. Yes. <laughs> to, keep, to, to always be motivated. Yeah. And at the same time, to be okay if you're not. Yeah. So. But, but Sonia, you look like somebody that is motivating yourself, is pushing yourself, and is uh, very much um, your own you know, view. Yeah. Uh, of course, you need from other external factors also support and, and motivation. Now, what, what, what has been some of your best moments in your, in your journey? Oh, I think when I signed my first contract, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, finally, yeah, it's good, moment. it's exciting. Did you tell them it was their first, your first contract? Uh, I might have said afterwards. I'm quite, I'm quite transparent, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, me, I'm an open book. Yeah. I'm, I'm very transparent. Yeah. But um, no, my, my look, for me, it's already, I'm proud that I'm already on my third year because yeah. last year already I wanted to maybe stop, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's every day an achievement. I'm also um, thinking to maybe also work on new business model. Mm -hmm. You know, you have an idea, and it's very important sometimes also to be open to change the model. Mm -hmm. Correct. So right now, I'm working on this actually to changing my the business model uh, in my approach and doing more courses and. Uh, changing the formats on the seminars, workshops, so, yeah. It sounds so, very exciting. Yeah. So, you, so you're going to um, not only guide companies in entering the market, but you're also going to potentially set up uh, ways for people to, to learn about it yeah. without necessarily dealing with you. Exactly. I think it's like... Maybe to some, I don't know, but maybe for some companies, it's overwhelming. Yeah. They're like, okay, we want to go, we want to do, we want to be in this market. Yeah. But it's overwhelming. Yeah. So as much as I love to work with a company and really work with them to the success story for the Middle East, I realize there is all these companies and people, regardless of the company, where there's people inside, 
as a, as an owner who's like, oh, I don't know, I'm scared. I don't mm -hmm. know, I, I don't know where to start. So to have this kind of immersion, to say, okay, this is the first step, and kind of giving, you know, like a, a two or three hours mm -hmm. of uh, of presenting the main uh, the main concept mm -hmm. of the Middle East and to a couple of companies, and for them to think of it afterwards, and say, you know what, now I got a few informations, I'm ready now, or you know what, maybe I need to work on this before. Mm. Because by the way, uh, one important thing also here in this market, it's important to be already established somewhere. It's not a market who will work with brands who just launched yesterday. And this sometimes is what people don't know. When you work and you target project, it's always like, here people like to have references. Where did you sell already? Yeah. In which market, with which clients? So sometimes I say, you know what, this is possible for you, but maybe do that in six months, do that in a year. Work first on establishing yourself somewhere else, and then you come here stronger. Yeah. Right? So, so yes, so I think, yes, to, 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 to be able to, to, to talk and target more companies and um, in the first step, and then to work with them more one-on-one. -on -one. So this is also educational. 100% educational is the right word. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly what I should use. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to say it. Yes, but yes. It's, it's because I do that uh, yeah, myself yeah, yeah. a lot as well. I have every, every month masterclasses. Um, now exactly. I have a lot of every month also speakers. And it's a lot of uh, education, uh, explaining concepts. Yes explaining what, uh, how things work. Yeah. Um, and then let, I believe in the intelligence of the people. 100%. That when you provide them enough information, they can understand if it's a right decision for them or not to engage. Exactly. But I don't believe in this like black box. No. And jump in because that's not good for both sides. And I think it's why Again, I met so many entrepreneurs, so many, sorry, factors. How can I call it? I don't say factors, but anyway, companies who want to come and, uh, and it's where I get into this today because I realized that some of them were like, it was too much to jump straight away. Yeah. So I realized it was good because, hey, look, it's my business. I need to make this a success also. Yeah. So it was very important to, for me to say, okay, let's do it also on the other side and get this approach, educational approach, yeah. uh, as a first step. And maybe the company will be a bit more, feeling a little bit more comfortable uh, and work more internally on how they can do the net, then the jump. I actually had a, a contact of mine. She's a friend of mine, my, my mother-in-law. She, she contacted me, she's in sustainable fashion and she wants to enter this market. Yeah, amazing. And she asked me if she, could, uh, if I could connect her with, with the right person. So we, we went to do discussion and I said, it's so important that you have the right partner that you match with, otherwise it's a make or break deal. Mm. Uh, so it's a little bit difficult because it needs to also align on the, uh, on the same ideology because you know, sustainable fashion is something you cannot compromise on. Yeah, yeah. So you can have somebody in retail, but that person You need does, someone who yeah. has some vision. Exactly. Otherwise. And, and, and sustainability, I work in a lot of brands who are into sustainability, a lot. Uh, 
And as you said, if you start presenting a product to someone who doesn't understand the concept, it's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. You need to be having someone in front of you who already believe in this concept. Then you just have to present the product itself, of course. Yeah. Uh, the benefit and all this. But, um, but sustainability is, uh, no, it's amazing. You should connect her to me. Okay, okay. I, I did not know. I will certainly do that. And I will help her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and also when you were when you were saying like know your audience. Yes. Well, I've seen this going wrong so many times that yes. um, wrong statistics. Yes. Like who are you targeting? Yes. Know your market. Go yeah. to the store. Check what is happening. Like I had this uh, this. I was part of the Netherlands Business Council for a while and I had a company that, that came and they, they wanted to enter this market and they had the most expensive chairs in the world for a dentist. Okay. Um, and they said, it's a gold mine here. I said, why? Well, everybody oh has a lot of money. Oh my God, I can't. Yeah, it's yeah. what people think, yeah. Exactly, what you were thinking, I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, where, did you, where do you base that on? Wow, uh, right, there's, there's Ferraris everywhere, this, so people, a dentist will, will easily pay for a very expensive chair. I said, how expensive is it? It was really like, like you know, we're talking here about tens of thousands of euros for a chair, a simple chair. So I was like, are you, are you for real? Yes. And it's what I'm like, fighting a lot because yes, I was it's like, a misconception. Yeah, I said, do, do better market research. Yes. Know your market. Yeah. Know your market. And sometimes I'm telling you something very basic, but you will sell, I don't know, protein bars. Yeah. But the client will not go by himself, check in supermarket, what is he selling? What, what is he selling already? Yeah. Uh, because by the way, we find everything in Dubai already. So it's not, uh, it's very advanced. Nobody's waiting for you. But I really believe though, if you do it in a smart way, here you can do very well. Yeah. If you're really smart in your approach, if you follow all these steps, I really believe you can do amazing. Yeah, yeah there, there is definitely opportunity, but you need to know where the opportunity is and how the doors open, yeah. connections, network. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that people need and you cannot do it all alone. I mean, you can do it alone, but your journey will be much longer and much more costly. Exactly. Yeah. We say we say time is money, and I'm helping, I'm helping these factories, these companies, to save a lot of time, and then a lot of money. Because again, you come to Dubai, it costs you a flight, it costs you the accommodation. You are here, you don't even know who to meet. Uh, it's, you're not organized. You leave, you come back. This, this, is a, this costs you a lot uh, yeah. of money and of your time. Absolutely. So, and, and do you see this educational um, new service and new concept that you are uh, going to launch? Is that your ultimate dream or what is your, where do you see yourself in, in five or 10 years and you say, if I have done that, I have. I see myself like in a beach drinking a little cocktail. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, for me, it's like, and maybe I shouldn't say it, but it's okay. We're in a safe place. Yeah. This, uh, this program, um, I think, can be very good for me for the next step of being able to work um, wherever I want. 
if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, my heart will always be linked to, to Dubai and to the Middle East, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, because it's the market I know, it's the market I love, it's the people here that I work every day with and connect every day in so many industries that I love. And it's moving so much, like every day there's something new. <laughs> but at the same time, um, in the dream, is to be able to be okay, I can be based uh, back to France in, in Provence, I can be based somewhere else and still be linked to the Middle East, but be able to work somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, this will be, will be amazing. Not now, in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yet to... That's a good question, actually. What's my dream? I, I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah. you change all the time. Like we're saying with my partner to, to take a catamaran and do the, the, the world tour. Yes, it's something we've been talking actually recently about. Uh, and I was like, should I do my, 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 my online thing when I'm like in the Caribbean and then the next day I'm in Japan and the next day like, you know, it's quite exciting, right? Because actually this program, I want to propose it to uh, companies and organizations based abroad. Yeah. Uh, and it can be from anywhere. Yeah. So actually Chamber of Commerce, um, Business Council were based abroad is who I'm going to propose this, this program to, actually. This is the idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. And I think it's very good that they will have uh, more information and they will be understanding also more about the potential, potential market they could enter. And they can also see if they will be a good fit at this moment or is it the right time to enter or maybe wait, prepare. Uh, maybe in two years, or maybe they realize that they are like the perfect match. Yes. And that they should jump in it because, you know, this market is waiting for them and they have yes. not even thought about it no. yet. Exactly. It, it's huge. And, um, you know, sometimes I talk about one part of the, I think, the learning process mm -hmm. is the culture. Yeah. And I will give you this really basic example. The, the Middle Eastern culture, the mm -hmm. Arab culture in general, mm -hmm. It's very, people are very, you know, we don't say much, people don't say no, they tell you you're amazing, mm -hmm. they're very polite. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, the culture is super, super, I mean, the hospitality is amazing. Little yeah. coffee, little date when you arrive. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, right? Yeah. But I say, be careful, <laughs> because you're going to live from here thinking that you are amazing, that your product is amazing, you're gonna make million by the end of the year, but then you don't have proper feedback and news, etc. When sometimes the European culture is like, we are very tough, but then we deal with you. So I said, you have to be very, very careful with that. Don't be overwhelmed mm. by this positive attitude <laughs> because you can be disappointed. So it's very important again to have this approach where you understand how to deal with this. If it makes sense, huh? It makes total sense that you say this. Um, I would just like in the, I'm, I'm from the Netherlands and in the Netherlands, the culture is very direct, even up to the rudeness of when you meet people for the first time, they say, no, this is not it. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. You know, not even giving much of time. Yeah. <laughs> opportunity. Um, no way you, in your wildest dream you will do a roadshow and everybody will be excited straight away. 
but you do know then where you stand straight away. Like you said, you know, you know that you have a yes is a yes and a no is a no. Or sometimes you have the comment for you to adjust. Yes. Because it can be also very constructive to say, yeah. this is going to work because of this format, because of this. So you know. Like when I was working in, uh, in, in hospitality, I, it was quite funny because we have this French gentleman who was always complaining, but was always coming back. Mm -hmm. And people in, in the hotel used to hate me saying, why is always coming back? Like, you know, from the housekeeper to the front office. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, I don't want to be next to the elevator because it's noisy. Then I, you know, we book him a room, mm -hmm. bit far, wanted to please him. Then he, the next day he calls me, I'm like, he's going to be super happy. He's like, oh, it's a bit too far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How can I know what yeah, is too yeah, far? Yeah. But sometimes in the, in the Arab culture, a guest might be unhappy with something, doesn't tell you, and never come back. That's very dangerous. Correct. So this is a very good example. Yeah. And it's fact, it happens. Yeah. And you, you're not, you're not even, you were not even aware of it. Yeah. And how do you think you can encounter that? Do you, for example, actively ask feedback because, or do you lower your expectations that if you come here as a new company, you get a lot of positive feedback that you need to filter it down? For me, as I said, like some, some, some companies think they have this misconception of the market. So either they believe that they know everything, they believe people have the money, they believe this and that. And I always go back to the roots. Please take the time to understand your market. Don't even meet anybody. Go around, check what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you sell furniture, if you sell water, if you sell cosmetic, if you sell whatever, go around, check what's going on wow. first. I love by that. By yourself. I love that. Then you start meeting people. If you don't know the price, if you don't know your competition, uh, oh, I don't, but who told you? Sometimes I say that, who told you? You don't know, nobody told you this. You think, don't assume anything. Check around, ask. Like we use a water story. Did you go around, check what was the sizes what mm -hmm. proposed to you when you go to a restaurant or a cafe? Did you check the price? Because the price was crazy or so. I said, would you sell in your country? No, sorry, would you buy in your country a bottle of water for $10? No. What makes you believe that people will do it here? People are educated, they travel the world, they know things. They know that it's not supposed to be that price. Especially here, we're all coming from, first of all, we travel a lot, all of us. Yeah. So we are aware, you know? So I'm just saying, take the time to, to understand. You should be curious yourself. And then you start meeting people, buyers, distributors, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But be aware, and I think knowledge is power, you know? And if you go to a meeting saying, I, I know that you are serving this brand, I know that you are having this price, I know that you distributed, but I believe that we can have a we can propose this differently. Then the person in front of you start listening. Yeah, I, I have, uh, I think that's great advice and to, to go yourself and to discover yourself and be curious. Like I will give you an example. I had a client of mine who, went to Brazil um, and he said it, everything was so expensive from the taxi rides to going around. And I looked at that market. I'm like, this is not good. We're not going to enter this market because right now it doesn't make sense. The economy doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I said, it was so funny you said that because a couple of years before him, I came there and I just asked for a taxi ride and they wanted to drive me around for almost 100 euro. They wanted to give me a tour for a couple of hours. Well, this is a, as a tourist, you get you get yeah. everywhere you go. I, I, I know, I know, but, but I said no, no negotiation, but everything was expensive and the real was against the euro as well. It was uh, yeah. very high. Um, so, but he, he had other touch points, other simple examples where he went he around. That, yeah. um, and then he said it was it was not the right time. So he did not enter and then the whole economy plunged mm. like one or two years after that. Um, and they were they were ready to make big investments if needed, uh, the company. Um, and it's just great uh, tip that you that you give that you explore, look around. What other tips would you say these are, you know, the core foundations for, for business because you named a couple of them. You know, when I said know your market and just try to understand before you jump in, yeah. I, would also, I would also add in that case when you see that, okay, now my product is, would be amazing at this particular time, just go for it. Mm -hmm. Don't wait because it's a very fast moving word. So as much as you need to understand many things before you get in, if when you did this job and this exploration and this understanding and whatever, and you say, okay, now I'm ready, go for it. No. Don't wait. Don't wait. Yes. If you believe your product is right now, the right time, you approach, you price everything, go for it now. Because then I have the case of clients who are like, the, first of all, the product is amazing. We, the market is ready for it, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure, maybe I should. What are you now? waiting yes. for? I had, I, had a, I had a case, actually. I was myself pushing her to do it almost, which is not really my role. But I'm like, no, you have to be, before, if you wait, you're going to be, other people are going to do it. It was innovative. It was trendy. It was everything. I, was, I didn't know the, because one thing excited about my job, I discover things every day. Yeah. Every day I discover things. Alternative leather made out of grape. Uh, a couple of years ago was vegetal egg. I didn't know this was a thing. I discover things every day. <laughs> yes. So, but the three, so to answer your question though, yeah. the three core, I would say, I, I'm sorry, but I always go back to the same thing. Please know your market. Please know, know what's going on. Don't, don't go there without knowing what is going on. Yeah, I think that that's great advice and it makes you also how do you, you can be very strong here. Just reset and, and, and you know, be objective, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, See objective. things how they are. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, when it's your product, you love it, of course, you yeah. believe in it. But it's good to have a step back and you need to be passionate about what you sell, that's for sure. You need to be passionate about what you create. But unfortunately, sometimes it's not as great as you think, so you need to also yeah. calm down a little bit and... Uh, and position yourself listening to the to the market feedback. And have you sometimes seen surprises where companies uh, w did not think that their product will be very suitable for this market or reverse where companies thought th their products will be amazing for this market, but the, the feedback or the, or the audience was just not at all receptive for it? Yeah, it happens because it's, you have to also educate uh, the consumers yeah and sometimes uh some market are not ready i was again give this example about 
non non alcoholic uh, beverage. Yeah. It's it's now a thing, but when it started to be in the market so, some time ago, the consumer here was not 100% ready. It's alcohol. It's not alcohol. The the packaging looked Even like I it. Even I was not ready. Alcohol <laughs> not ready. And and you know we are still in a Muslim country. We are still so. You say, okay, is this going to be amazing because people don't drink alcohol, so then yeah. I can sell that. Yeah. But then as a consumer, people were confused, correct? Because the packaging was, for them looked like alcohol. So this is an example. But though, though the potential was there. Mm. So it's the approach and education to the consumers. Because you have the buyers for retailers and you name it, but what about the consumer? Yeah. Always keep the consumer in mind. So the last question for, for today would be, I want to ask you an open question. What do you think the viewers have uh, not heard yet that either I have not brought up or you have not brought up yet, but you would like to share with them? Uh, look, I would like to say that I love dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to enjoy life. Yes. We need to enjoy life. Yeah. Uh, and no matter what, live the moment. Uh, because we can worry uh, as an entrepreneur, in life in general, actually. We don't have to be an entrepreneur. But yeah, enjoy life. Uh, you know, we say sometimes money comes and go, but memory lasts forever. And it's all about finding the balance about going for your dream, going for your independence, going for your project, but still enjoying life on the, uh, with it. So, wait, wait, but don't put yourself in danger. Don't spend the money you don't have. Yeah. Don't <laughs> think, think that you can die at 100 years old. <laughs> and know your audience as a company. And That's... know your audience as a company. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. yes. No, Sonia, it was fantastic having you here for the viewers. She is the founder of Casa Consultancy. She helps companies to enter the market in the Middle East. Sonia, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank you, Simon. It was Simon. my pleasure. It was, uh, it was easier than I thought. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome.